the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. If I learn to do what God tells me to do without question, without question, even when it seems the exact opposite of my natural tendency, then I'm going to grow in faith and I'm going to get blessed. On the other hand, if you do not learn to obey when you don't understand it, when God says, I want you to do this, if you don't do that, you will miss so many blessings in life that God had in store for you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called Leaving a Lasting Legacy. In these teachings, Pastor Rick shares the six indispensable biblical principles we need to pass on to the next generation in order to ensure their spiritual success. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a powerful tool that will help give new life to your prayer time and an amazing opportunity to come alongside this ministry in our efforts to see lives changed through the gospel. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 99000 while you listen to the message. That's PastorRick.com with two R's in the middle or just text the word DAILY to 99000. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Leaving a Legacy of Faith. Now, the Bible says this at the top of your outline. I'd like to ask you to read it with me. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Let's read it together. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The Bible says God is not looking for ritual in your life. He's not looking for rules in your life. He's not looking for regulation in your life. He's looking for a relationship. And since God cannot be seen, how do you have a relationship with an unseen God? Only by faith. God says your faith will be rewarded here on earth and in heaven as you learn to trust a God you can't see. And the Bible says it's impossible to please God unless you learn to trust him. Now, what does it mean to live by faith and what does it mean to leave a legacy of faith? Well, a good example of leaving a legacy through multiple generations is what Paul said to his young co-worker in the Lord as he traveled around the Roman Empire during the Bible times. Up on the screen, Paul says to Timothy, I know that you sincerely trust the Lord, for you have the faith of your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois. Lois was a woman of great faith who passed that faith on to her daughter, Eunice. Eunice passed that faith on to her son, Timothy. Timothy took that faith and spread it all over the Roman Empire with the Apostle Paul. Two generations from now, will there be anybody spreading the faith because of you? Did you pass on your trust in God to anybody else? 
Well, you can't pass on faith until first you know what it is. What is faith? If you want to know what faith is, you have to go to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, which is God's Hall of Fame. It's the list of the giants of faith that God says, these men and women, they did good. They did it right. They lived their lives by faith. What we're going to do today is go through that passage, Hebrews 11, verse by verse, as we look at how God says we live by faith. Faith is like a diamond. It's multifaceted. There is no single definition. But in this passage of scripture, we find seven definitions of what it means to live by faith. Now, if you only come to church one weekend a year, you picked a good weekend to come. Because this is the one that if you get it, you got it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So how do I live by faith? Seven ways. Number one, faith is believing when I don't see it. Faith is believing when I don't see it. And that's the first verse of Hebrews chapter 11. It says this, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is visualizing the future. It is visualizing potential. It's seeing it in advance. Faith is believing it before you see it. Now, some people say, a lot of times you've heard this said, well, I'll believe it when I see it. And God says, actually, the exact opposite is true. You will see it when you first believe it. There are many things in life that have to be believed before they can be seen. Back in the 1960s, the Russians sent the first cosmonaut into outer space, Yuri Gagankin. And he circled the earth, and when he came back down, he came out and did a press conference and said, I searched the heavens and I looked for God, and I did not see him anywhere. Therefore, there is no God. And the communist, which was an atheistic regime, said, we now have scientific proof that there is no God. About six months later, John Glenn, who later became a senator, uh, went into space, circled the earth three times, and Jim and I came back down, held a press conference and said, I saw God everywhere. I saw his presence. I saw his glory in the galaxy. I saw his splendor in the universe. I saw his majesty in the stars. I felt him. I saw God everywhere. Which one was right? They both were. Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You're just too narrow-minded to see it until you've had a spiritual transformation in your life. You've shut off the possibility of what God wants to do in your life. You're too narrow-minded. You have to have that transformation. Werner von Braun, the father of the nuclear movement, said, there has never been any great accomplishment in history without faith. It is faith that causes an architect to design a building because first he believes it can be done. It is a faith that causes an Olympic athlete to practice and go to the Olympic trials because they believe they can achieve. It is a sculptor or an artist who first believes that, that they can paint this picture before they attempt that sculpture. It is a scientist who first believes that we could put man on the moon that has to believe it before you see it. It is a universal principle of life. 
I believed that God was going to build a world-class church in Southern California long before he did it. Faith is believing when I don't see it, and it turns dreams into reality. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. There's more great teaching coming up, and if you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. While you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has changed your life, you can email him at Rick at PastorRick.com. Right now, we'd like to let you know that a very special friend of the ministry has offered a $100,000 matching grant for this month. Now, that means that when you support Daily Hope, every dollar will be matched up to $100,000 all the way to the end of this month. But please remember, if we don't reach the $100,000 mark by midnight, December 31st, well, we'll lose whatever is left over. So please give, however God leads you. These funds are critical as we go forward with our vision of sharing the hope of Jesus with more people who need it. Do you feel like your prayer life is stuck in a rut? Kind of like you're praying the same thing over and over again? Maybe you've started to wonder if God is even hearing your prayers. Whether you felt like this in the past or you're feeling that way right now, Pastor Rick has a powerful way to re-energize your prayer life. It's called the Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Many of us don't realize that journaling is a spiritual habit that will help your prayers stay fresh, effective, and consistent. This year, the Daily Hope Prayer Journal is themed after a mountain retreat. It has a soft cork-like cover and is packed full of scriptures and beautiful artwork that will help you enjoy writing down your prayers. Pastor Rick has asked us to send you a copy of this great resource as his way of saying thanks for your financial support. And please remember that all this month when you give, your gift will be matched up to $100,000, but only through midnight, December 31st. So please ask God how he would have you support this ministry financially. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource and to have your gift matched up to $100,000. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can call 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. Thanks in advance for your support. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Once again, here's Rick. Faith is believing when I don't see it, and it turns dreams into reality. Number two, faith is obeying when I don't understand it. And God gives us two examples of people who obeyed God when he told them to do something long before they understood why he had told them to do it. The first one is a guy named Noah. In Hebrews 11, verse 7, it says this, It was by faith that Noah built an ark... To save his family from the flood, he obeyed God who warned him about something that had never happened. It had never rained prior to the flood. Did you know that? The Bible tells us that that the, the plants of the world were watered by a condensation. It's like a dew that came up in the morning that covered a a mist. And that's why when they saw the first uh, rainbow, they were all surprised because it had never rained. And God says, I want you to go build an ark. It's going to take about a hundred years to build. And, uh, and by the way, it's going to be a flood that carries it off. Now, what's a flood? Well, it's a bunch of rain. What's a rain? Well, we don't know. 
It's obeying God in advance. If God told you to build an ark, a big ship in your front yard, would you do it? Imagine being Noah's kids. They come home every day, and here's their dad, the crackpot, working for 100 years on a big boat in the front yard, hundreds of miles from the nearest sea. What is this for, Dad? It's for a flood. What's a flood? Well, I don't know, but God says we're going to have one. Now, because it had not rained before, that's, by the way, why people lived so much longer, lived hundreds of years prior to the flood, because the atmosphere was actually changed in the flood. And they didn't live as long after God allowed rains and things like that to happen. But he obeyed without question. And aren't you glad he did? I mean, the human race is here because Noah obeyed when he didn't understand it. I mean, I'm sure the kids are going, can't you get a different hobby, Dad? This is embarrassing. (laughs) Now, there was another guy who did the same thing, and his name was Abraham. And in verse 8, it was by faith that made Abraham obey when God called him to go out to a country that God had promised him. And he left his own country without knowing where he was going. Now, when God says this to Abraham, he's 75 years old. And he's living in Iraq. Did you know that? He lived in a city called Ur. How'd you like to live in a city called Ur? Where are you from? Ur. God says, Abraham, I'm going to ask you to leave. You're you're 75 years old. It's time for social security. It's now time for social insecurity. Just when you're ready to hang it up and you go play golf, I'm saying, get it down and dust it off. You're going for the ride of your life. And I'm going to make you the father of a great nation. Abraham, if you will obey me when you don't understand it. I want you to head west to a country you've never been to, and I'm going to make you of a nation that you've never heard of. And God says, I'm not going to give you the details. So Abraham says, where are you going? He said, well, you've never heard of this place. How will, you, how will I get there? Well, just head out. Uh, how long will it take? I'll let you know. How long, when, when will I get there? I'll let you know. Would you do that? At 75 years of age, head off on the greatest adventure of your life. The result is he became the father of a great nation. The point is this. Obedience always involves taking some kind of risk. You see, some people want a guarantee of success before they obey what God tells them to do. But God won't do it because that's not faith. There was no guarantee of success when Kay and I moved to Southern California from Texas to start Saddleback Church. It was 1979. Kay and I were 25 years old. And God says, go to Southern California, Saddleback Valley, and start a church. Now, there were many reasons to doubt. First, I had never been the pastor of a senior pastor of a church. So I didn't know, how would I know how to start a church? Second... Uh, We didn't have any money. Third, I was only 25 years old. And fourth, I didn't know a single person in the Saddleback Valley. And when we moved here, there was no guarantee that this thing would succeed. It was simply an act of obedience. And I remember asking Kay, what do you think about doing this? I think God's calling us to Southern California. And she said, well, I'm scared to death. But I believe in God and I believe in you. So let's go. I've often thought, what would have happened? How would history be different if she had said, let's don't go? 
If rather than obeying God when we didn't understand it, we'd said, we're scared to death. We have no guarantee of success. So let's not do it. How many lives would not be changed? How many churches would not be blessed? How many families would be split up that were saved and stayed together? Faith is obedience when you don't understand it. Now, in the Bible, it's just the New Testament alone, there are 1,050 commands. And they're all there for your benefit. And God says things like this. Love your enemies. Well, that's not particularly easy. Or forgive the people who really hurt you. Well, that's not an easy one either. And, and honestly, there are a lot of commands in the Bible that seem to be difficult, unreasonable, unrealistic, unachievable, and actually seem impossible. And God says things like, you should save sex for marriage. Now, when he says these kind of things, it's not because he's being a meanie, but because God knows best what will make you happy more than you do. And the question is always a test. Do I trust God or do I trust my gut? Do I trust the word or do I trust the world? This is a test of faith. Will I obey? And every time God tells you something to do, it's a test of your faith. Will I believe that God knows what to do? Because honestly, I don't always feel like doing what God tells us to do. When somebody hurts me, I don't feel like forgiving them. I want to get even. I want to get back at them. I want to, uh, I want to retaliate. As a kid, did your parents ever ask you to do something that in your mind seemed unreasonable? Yes. And did you ever ask them, why should I do this? Yes. And they would say, because we had the same parents. Because I say so. What kind of answer is that? That's no reason. That's just an excuse. Looking back where some of the things that your parents told you to do because they said so, really the right thing? Yes. Can you see in, for, in hindsight now how they were wise? Yes. God will ask you those questions the rest of your life, not just when you're a kid. When you're 80 years old, God is going to be saying to you, I want you to do this. And you're going to go, why? That doesn't make sense. And God will say, because I say so. This is a test. Faith is believing when I don't see it, but it's also obeying when I don't understand it. And the point is, if I learn to do what God tells me to do without question, without question, even when it seems absurd, even when it seems the exact opposite of my natural tendency, then I'm going to grow in faith and I'm going to get blessed. On the other hand, if you do not learn to obey when you don't understand it, when God says, I want you to do this, whether it seems like the wise thing or not, I want you to do this. If you don't do that, you will miss so many blessings in life that God had in store for you. I once asked Kay when I was preparing for this message, could she think of a time when she obeyed God uh, without understanding it? And she said, yeah, when you asked me to marry you. <laughs> Just think of the blessing she would have missed. <laughs> baby, oh baby, oh baby. What are the blessing I would have missed? 31 years later, was that a good call? Absolutely, yeah. 
We could just dismiss now. That's the end of the sermon. <laughs> Faith is believing when I don't see it, obeying when I don't understand it. Number three, it's persisting when I don't feel like it. Now, if there's ever, friends, ever a value we need to teach the next generation, it is this one. Persistence. Never giving up when you feel like it. Because we live in a culture that is manipulated by its moods. We live in a culture that has been taught, if it feels good, do it. If you don't feel like doing it, don't do it. Do only what you feel like doing. And as a result, we are ruled by our emotions. The truth is, doing the right thing is not always the thing you feel like doing. And maturity is when you don't live by your feelings, but you live by your commitments. And frankly, I don't want to pass on that cultural value to the next generation. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Now, if you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, simply go to PastorRick.com to listen again, to find out more about this ministry, or to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. Rick's going to be back in just a moment with a final word of encouragement, so please stay with us. Do you feel like your prayer life is stuck in a rut? Kind of like you're praying the same thing over and over again? Maybe you're starting to wonder if God is even hearing your prayers. Whether you felt that way in the past or you're feeling that way right now, Pastor Rick has a powerful way to re-energize your prayer life. It's called the Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Pastor Rick has asked us to send you a copy of this great resource as his way of saying thanks for your financial support. And remember that all this month when you give your gift, it will be matched up to $100,000, but only through midnight December 31st. So please ask God how he would have you support this ministry financially. Here's Rick to tell you more. Do you ever feel like your prayers get stuck in a rut? Would you like to know what God told me to do when my prayer life got stuck in a rut? It was a time when I, I just felt like I was praying the same thing over and over and over. In fact, I was beginning to wonder if God was even answering my prayers or even listening. Maybe you felt that way sometimes, or maybe you feel that way right now. So what did God tell me to do? Well, here's what he told me. It was such a powerful way to re-energize my prayer life, and it was so simple that I want to pass it on to you. God told me to do this. He said, Rick, Start writing down what you're saying to me, and then I want you to write down what I say to you. Write down what you say to me, and then write down what I say to you. You see, it's really not that complicated. God just said I should start by writing down what I'm feeling, and then I should write down what he tells me after I've read his word. It's really just a form of journaling, and spiritual journaling is a spiritual habit that will help your prayer stay fresh and effective. If you've never tried it, I'm begging you, try this for a week or two and see if it doesn't reinvigorate your prayer life. Journaling has many, many benefits to your spiritual life. It'll help you stay consistent in your prayers. It'll give you a permanent reminder of how God answers your prayers because you've written them down. It shows how God is working in your life. You can go back and review it. It'll even help you worship God more and more as you speak to him. God speaks to people who care enough to write it down. So write down what God tells you, but you've got to have a place to do that. Now, I want to encourage you, and I want to help you take this simple step of learning this new spiritual habit 
uh, in your prayers, of writing down your prayers and writing down your prayer requests. So what I did is I had my Daily Hope team create a brand new spiritual prayer journal. It's got a real simple to follow format that'll help you put into practice God's wisdom that is found in Philippians 4, 6. That says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Those four things are part of the format of our prayer journal for this year. Now, some of you remember last year's prayer journal, and you you wrote me and told me how much it helped you in your Christian life. Well, this year, the Daily Hope Prayer Journal is themed after, get this, a mountain retreat. It's really cool. It has a soft cork-like cover, and it's packed full of scriptures and beautiful artwork that's going to help you enjoy writing down your prayers, helps put you in the mood, gives you the right spirit and thoughts. You're going to love this tool. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource and to have your gift matched up to $100,000. That's PastorRick.com or just call 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. And thanks in advance for your support. Be sure to join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products, Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.